one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. My friends, as always, it is Simon here from What Culture Wrestling. And even though the Royal Rumble now feels like it was years ago, actually, this episode of SmackDown was the first one we had since that premium live event. So we need to figure out, was it any good or did it absolutely suck? And if you're wondering why I've been pointing this whole time, there's a WrestleMania sign up there. For some reason, I just thought it was the right thing to do. But enough with that nonsense, and let's take the finger of power and give the good bits an up, and the other bits are down when it comes to the latest episode of Smackerdown. are out to start Smackdown, which meant it was the Usos, it was Roman Reigns, and it was Paul Heyman. And I was like, man, they better explain why Paul Heyman screwed over Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And everybody calmed down because they did. Kinda. I mean, it was pretty garbled, but what I took from it is that Paul was quite happy that he had one of his guys on Raw, Brock Lesnar, and he had another of his guys on Smackdown, which was Roman Reigns. I mean, even though they had fallen out, he still had feelings for him. So when Brock decided, well, I'm a WWE champion, I'm going to go to Friday nights and I'm going to pick on the tribal chief, Heyman didn't like it. Lesnar has also changed now because he's got a big smile on his face and he has a ponytail. So when the head of the table reached out to Paul Heyman, he was like, oh my gosh, I understand the error of my ways. I shouldn't have been protecting you from Brock Lesnar. I should have been protecting Brock Lesnar from you. So let's get back together and go have a pizza. Now I will say that we're all lucky Paul Heyman was saying this stuff because it would come out of anybody else's mouth and be like, I understand what the hell is going on here. Although Heyman did promise us that we will not see a title versus title match when it comes to WrestleMania. And I tell you, deep down in my tum-tum, I hope we do get that. And finally, finally, we only have one world champion, but that ain't going to happen because WWE loves brands. As soon as he was done speaking, though, the unthinkable happened. That's what I would be saying if a Saudi Arabia show wasn't just around the corner. Because it doesn't matter what era you're from, if you want to get another wrestler's attention, you interrupt them. And you want to know who interrupted here? My dad, Bill Goldberg. Now you can't argue with this in many ways because the crowd lost it. I mean, they were so happy to see Goldberg. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's back. 
And I wondered what he was going to say. And as it turned out, he was going to be very flowery with his language. Because he didn't go, oh, I'm going to destroy you, Roman. He didn't size him up. <laughs> what he did say is he went, Roman, I acknowledge you. <laughs> as my next victim. I mean, you can just see him saying this backstage, can't you? He's going over and over in his head. Is that funny? Is that kind of cute? He finds Mad Cat Moss. Like, he's a he's a ha-ha guy. He's like, man, do you think I should say this? And Mad Cat Moss is like, yeah, Goldberg, that'll be fantastic. Honestly, I could not stop cracking up. And of course, he wants to face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at Elimination Chamber. And I tell you why I thought this was fine, because it's happening at that pay-per-view that nobody really cares about anyway. I mean, it's far better that it happens over there than it happens at WrestleMania. And the only thing that really annoyed me is once again, it was just a guy asking another guy, do you mind if I have a championship match? And given that it was confirmed later, I guess Roman went, oh yeah, Bill, you can have whatever you want. So yes, this was fun enough and Roman Reigns can destroy him at the Elimination Chamber and then we can move on to WrestleMania. It can have it up. That does count as an interruption though, so bring it down in WWE, it goes up to 36. We hit a landmark because there's been 50, 50 interruptions. Wrestlers are really rude. And then Ricochet defeated Ridge Holland in two minutes. This was more of an angle, I suppose, because on the outside during this, mum and dad started to get into it. When I say mum and dad, I mean Seamus and Cesaro. And this upset Ridge Holland so much. He's like, man, you ruined Christmas, you ruined birthdays. Now you're ruining my job. Ricochet was like, all right, fine. Well, I'm just going to use the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. There's a prize roll up. And he won. I think I could have handled that if WWE then didn't do their favorite thing because somebody, there he is looking down, went, Holly and it turned into a tag team match. WWE, if you want to do a tag team match, just do a flippin' tag team match. Obviously, this was just 50-50 booking, though, so that Ridge Holland and Sheamus could instantly get their win back once again, it basically came down to distraction. Because Ridge made a blind tag here and that left Cesaro all a flutter. So he hit his big slam thingamajig and he beat him because of course he does. If Cesaro doesn't lose on SmackDown, we all die. So while this was easy enough to watch, I just do not think it is the best use of these guys. And it's getting it down. <laughs> we basically <laughs> did the exact same thing again. I mean, what on earth? And I get we're building to the Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the tag team titles, and I'm sure that match will be absolutely faboo, but it was Jimmy versus Eric, and honestly, this was done in 60 seconds. And like I say, it was the same shivers before because Jay and Ivar were on the outside just being a nuisance, and this was too much for Eric, who's meant to be a Viking. Are you telling me back in the day, if he was a Viking, he would have seen a bird go frown, and he would have gone, oh my gosh, a bird? He would have been killed. Anyway, that is what happened. He got super kicked, and he lost. I mean, why can't these people have something they can actually bite their teeth into? Down. And then it happened again. So it's a trifecta. <laughs> oh no, wait, we're not celebrating it. It was nonsense. Because it was Natalia versus Aaliyah for the third straight week in a row and it ended in a count out. So this thing doesn't move forward. They just keep exchanging wins. And now, even when they are getting a victory, it's one of those fluke ones that doesn't even count. So what are we doing? This is a real question. I want someone to come in here right now and tell me. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna occupy the show as they do on Raw all the time. No, I'm not gonna do that, because it's gonna take forever. But Aaliyah grabbed Natalia, basically threw her into Barry Barricade. She got in the ring. And Natty got counted out. So there's actually no point to this. I don't want to be this guy. I'm a very positive Pete. But what did we achieve here? <laughs> Nothing. It's like me painting my bald head and then instantly going out in the rain. Giving it a down. But 
then saw Drew Gulak talking to Shotzi, so that was interesting, because we barely ever see these guys on SmackDown anyway, so we'll have to see if it goes anywhere. But the main reason we did this is because Drew McIntyre was storming to the ring. This is always good because I like Drew. With that said, this was not the best advice he was giving to people. I mean, in many ways, he is an inspiration when you do look at his wrestling journey. But he told us, oh, everyone knew about my injury and nobody thought I was going to be at WrestleMania and nobody thought I was going to be at the Royal Rumble. And even my doctor told me this. So I looked at that doctor and I said, you can kiss my ass. Drew, this ain't what we do with a doctor. We listen to them. They tried to give you very sound medical advice. You're like, man, I don't even care. You also name-dropped Lesnar here, so fingers crossed we do go back to that at some point. But of course, we know what his current feud is. So it took around about two minutes, and out came Happy Corbin <laughs> with the interruption. So that is 37 in WWE and 51 overall. Although this was a very welcome one, because as you know, I like Baron Corbin very much. Happy wanted to know how it felt being dumped out of the Royal Rumble by Brock Lesnar like he was garbage. But actually, this was all one big trick, because Mad Cat Moss was sneaking behind Drew McIntyre ready to attack him. But Drew is a smart babyface and also a psychopath. <laughs> he got his sword. He turned around and he put it to the neck of Moss. And then he made him tell him jokes. That's right. So if Madcap had gone, I ain't telling you no funny funny, Drew would have gone, fop, and stabbed him right in the neck. Anyway, Madcap did not want to die, so he did tell a joke. Drew didn't find it funny, so he gave him a Claymore kick. This is all good. Drew McIntyre comes across like a strong, smart, good guy. You can cheer him. You can boo the other dudes. Just get it up. And then Sami Zayn reminded us why he is the best. Because we saw clips of him getting kicked out of the Jackass premiere. And then rightfully so, we went to Sami, who was talking to Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce. He was like, well, why did you show that? I got removed from a very, very mainstream event. I really don't think we should be talking about it. He also made sure to book in his Intercontinental Championship match if for two weeks' time. And seriously, I like Shinsuke Nakamura, but we have not done right by him. Put the title on Sami Zayn, and then for the love of everything, let him defend it. I honestly think Nakamura has done that around about half a time. We then had Natalia walk in and say, I want Aaliyah in like a dungeon match. It's like pins and submissions only. And I actually, because I'm a strange person, audibly went, all right, <laughs> because I couldn't care less. I don't mean that in a bad way, but they're not giving us any reason to care to begin with. Right, we then had a championship contender match for the Intercontinental Championship, where it was Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Jinder Mahal. Now, forget about the fact that makes no sense. Why is Jinder even in this position? I hate that term. Championship contender match. I sat there the whole time going, right, does this mean if Jinder wins, he becomes an IC champion? Or if he wins, does he become the number one contender? It doesn't make any sense. You've got to scrap it. And I tried to, I rang somebody up, right? Don't watch wrestling. I said, does this make sense to you? And they put the phone down and messaged me and said, we're never going to be friends again. That's how grammatically mad it actually is. Anyway, once again, this was over and out in around about three minutes. For some reason, Rick Boogs, his guitar didn't work, so that sucked. And if it wasn't for Sami Zayn on commentary, who was very entertaining, you probably could have forgotten all about this, because Jinder just got kneed right in the face, and he lost. So I have nothing else to tell you about this. I am going to give it a down. And then, I think I died. I mean, like, literally, I died. And forces from beyond brought me back to life. Because we had a segment 
that was exactly the same as one that happened a few weeks ago. I mean, it was so similar, I thought I'd accidentally put on the wrong episode of SmackDown. I don't mean that as a, oh, that'll be a funny thing to say. This is actually what I did. Because Naomi walked into Sonya Deville's office. She said she wanted a match. Sonya was like, nah, brah, why don't you just have a championship match against Charlotte Flair instead? And Adam Pearce went, that sounds like a great idea. So Naomi left. We have done this. It's already been done. Why are we doing it again? So I don't know what the hell happened on SmackDown this week, but it was all over the place, especially because then it was then announced we're doing Mad Cat Moss and Drew McIntyre at the Elimination Chamber, and I presumed it was going to be Corbin. And then we went back to Natalia again, who was like, I'm going to go tell Aaliyah about our match. So she went to her locker room. Zia Lee came out and then was like, no, I don't want to do it. Zia Lee, I like her. I think she's great. She's the worst superhero ever. She only turns up, I'm dying, I've lost it. But she only turns up when she can be bothered. Imagine Batman did that. Batman, you're gonna say that kid? Nah, I'm really tired. These three back-to-back bits, they're just wild. It was just wild. I cannot believe they aired. Let's just give it a down and move on. Thankfully, we then did get a proper match, although it is tinged with sadness, because some reports this week said that Big E's singles push is over and he's going back to being a tag team in the New Day. And that's fine, that's great because I love the New Day with all of my heart, but this has to be one of the stupidest decisions ever. I've been sat here going, Big E, he's gonna get his second WWE title reign soon. And now it sounds like it doesn't gonna happen at all. Anyway, Kofi Kingston and Big E were taking on Los Lotharios, and this was really entertaining. Up. I'm not sure how Xavier Woods is gonna fit into all of this when he does come back. I suppose they could just go and do their old New Day thing, but I think we should try and evolve that as much as possible. And as ever, because Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo are massive assholes, they kept casting distraction, but they ain't very smart because if you keep casting distraction and you're not watching your MP, Eventually, you're gonna run out. They did have a great near fall after their dropkick doomsday device thingy, which actually the New Day kicked out of. And I did have a moment, I was like, that was a pretty impressive maneuver. It should probably beat people. And then seconds later, they were able to hit the midnight hour. The New Day wins. And that always makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. It was then time for our main event segment and Ronda Rousey. That was weird, what the hell was that? Anyway, she was back and this was so much better than what we did on Raw. Now it started with Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair and Sonya was all like, man, I just talked to Becky Lynch on the phone and Lynch told me that she is ready to sign a contract on Raw because she is taking on Ronda Rousey. So Charlotte, because you're the best and because I love you so much deep down in my tootsie toes, you get to choose your own opponent and Charlotte picked Sasha Banks. Well, as it turned out, all of this was a ruse. It was here when Ronda Rousey did interrupt. So that's 38 interruptions, 52 overall. And honestly, somebody must have talked to Ronda and said, right, you know what we did on Monday? Do the opposite because she was happy, she was smiling, and looked, it worked because the fans loved her. So just keep doing this. She made sure to put over her new daughter, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever said, but then also revealed, ha Charlotte, I am going to take you on at Mania. And then Charlotte held her title up and said, well, you may have a baby, but I have a baby too, and it's prettier than yours. I was like, Charlotte, do you actually think that's insulting? I think my championship belt is prettier than your baby. I mean, seriously, you need to go back to the world with that one. It looked like they were going to fight, but Sonya Deville got in the way, so she took the arm bar instead, because of course you don't want these two going at it until we're much nearer to the granddaddy of them all. And this was all fine. 
I don't really get why we're doing Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I think the Becky Lynch match is more interesting, but I'm sure it will still be good. And I'm giving it up. Which brought us to the end of this week's SmackDown. As I've already said, I don't know what happened. Maybe they lost the script, so they just made it up as they were going. And while there was plenty on here that made me laugh, so I did have fun, it was not a coherent, well-put-together show. So for the first time in ages, overall, it is getting a down. I never want to have to do that again. Although, of course, I will. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.